Yeah, yeah, what up, y'all? This is your boy Joe Crack, and we all the way up right here live on Ballin' Out. And we're back with a brand new episode of Ballin' Out. This is Adele, a hip-hop editor at Billboard.com with... Natalie, associate editor at Billboard magazine. You know, we realized in hindsight while listening to the first podcast, which thank you guys so much for subscribing and all your support. The the feedback has been great so far, so please yeah, continue to tune in. Thank you so much, in. you guys. Like, but we realized that we here. really didn't introduce who we were <laughs> yeah and like what exactly is going on here so basically you know balling out we're trying to create a little space for the many many ways in which music and sports sort of are connected and intersect because like we just find ourselves as music writers really f- talking about sports and music all the time mm-hmm. like we there are all these news stories there are all these athletes who have relationships with musicians and vice versa and people just doing crazy stuff and like why not have a podcast absolutely which is why ballin out was born um and today we have a super exciting show first up we have seattle storms brianna stewart you may have heard of her she was killing it at UConn. Um, She was a freshman and basically declared that she would win four titles in the NCAA. And guess what, bitches? She did it. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like basically the swaggiest person I think I've ever heard of. Like, that's just insane. And then she was the number one like WNBA draft pick. Like, that's that's wild. So congrats to her. And we'll have the interview with her coming up very shortly. Yes. And then followed by that is going to be the one and only Fat Joe, who just released a remix with Jay-Z for him and Remy Ma's amazing banger, All the Way Up. So, you know, we we kind of had this theme going on based on, you know, just the come up and, you know, being your own MVP. (laughs) So it's going to be a really great and hopefully inspirational show for you guys. All the way up. We're we're just trying to go all the way up on those iTunes podcast rankings. So do not forget to subscribe on iTunes and check out the podcast as well as a ton of other great content on Billboard.com. Hey. And we back. 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 So now, first up, we are going to be discussing the real MVPs of this week. And the first shout out goes to none other than Chicago's own Chance the Rapper. And White Sox, like, ambassador or whatever his title is. I should have actually looked that up. But (laughs) he is connected to the team in some sort of official capacity. So, you know. Absolutely. Repping the the White Sox, where he's from. And, you know, he released this amazing Apple Apple Music exclusive. It was a mixtape called Coloring Book. And Mm -hmm. just was stacked with features but even though we had the likes of Kanye Two chains, Little Wayne. You can, we can keep going, but yeah, just he like didn't get outshined. Every rapper, no, every rapper in the game. He did not. He did not get outshined by any of his features. The mixtape as a whole was great. You know, were were there any of your favorite songs on there? Any favorites in particular? Um, I like the Lil Wayne Two Chains one. What's no problem. It? Yeah, exactly. It's just it's got that kind of like gospel, like soul chopped up. Thing that like it's very proto Kanye, which I like. You know, you can totally see that lineage, and I think like of all Kanye's proteges, because I think it's fair to say Chance is a Kanye protege at this yeah. point. Like he sort of has the most vision. Mm-hmm. I think like 
instead of like a Vic Mensa or a um, Big Sean, you know, no shade, but like I really see Chance as sort of like, he's really like doing it his way and like he has that going on. What are your favorites? Oh man, I have too many. Um, So I really loved All We Got, which has Kanye on there and I mm-hmm. do agree. I feel like they have one of hip hop's most bromantic mentor- <laughs> mentorships going on right now. Um, so that was great. Uh, no problem was was a hit at, with me as well. But I really did love Smoke Break, uh, which has Future on it. Yeah. Um, yeah as yeah. well as Summer Friends with Chance the Rapper. Ah, uh, sorry. Obviously Chance the Rapper. Uh, and Jeremiah and Francis and the Lights. Great. So it's just a feel good project, you know, through throughout the entire thing. And I really do love the direction that Chance's music is going in because you know, with Acetate, we got so much soul. And yeah. he still maintains it, but in a more mature way. He, he like you know tackles fatherhood. He you know says he wants to make his baby mom his fiance. <laughs> like it's just it's all the good feels he's in very, one project. He's very sweet and very earnest, which are not usually ways you describe rappers. Like no shade to rappers, mm-hmm. Adele and I love rappers, but you're not usually talking about like how endearing they are. Yes, <laughs> you know, absolutely. And, and I also, love that he did that. I think it's like it's important to note that. Chance actually made history with this record because he's the first artist to ever chart on the Billboard 200 based on streams alone. And that's on Apple Music yes. alone. So, like, Apple loves and him. And he right did it now. independently. Yes. You know? Well, so with, an Apple, co-sign, so. with an Apple co sign. With an Apple co sign, you know? <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, some, there's some business deals going on there, but shouts out to Chance for getting his money, making shit happen, you know? Absolutely. And at other MVPs of the week, we have to give it up. For Russell. To Russell Westbrook. Like, we just, you know, I have, like, Ooh. feelings about Russell Westbrook because there's only one Russell W. in my book, and his name is Russell Wilson. Oh, <laughs> but God. We're going to save this for another part. <laughs> but I, like, how do you deny, he actually, he also made history. I wrote down a fun stat from last night's you game. You better drop facts right now. I, you know, I try. I try. Um, but Russell Westbrook, he got the first 35-point Plus, triple-double versus defending NBA championships. Championships. Champions. You know what I mean. Uh, Since 1969. That is insane. Wow. He got 36 points last night versus the Warriors. It was so dizzying watching that first half of the game. I mean, the whole game was incredible but that first half and just seeing how sweaty they were by the first quarter they were doing they were so hustling. much work and they when i hustling. say they i say thunder <laughs> i don't know what the warriors were doing i don't know either it was it crazy was to watch like after the way they've played all season yeah. like it's interesting because they really have made it look easy all mm. season long like they haven't looked like they need to try that hard to be insane because they just hit these threes and it's like whatever yeah but they didn't up the energy to match right. the thunder. They were just kind of like, like jogging like, around. Right. And there was, it was a flurry of air balls, you know, yeah. passes that were sloppy, so many turnovers going on. I w- it, it just felt like the Warriors were not in their element, and they weren't, you yeah. know, being at Chesapeake Bay Arena. But it's, you know, I've never seen them kind of buckle under the pressure like this, which yeah, is they like, just it's really like do or die for them at totally this Totally out of it. It's interesting. I don't, like, my knowledge of, like, basketball stats and technical stuff is somewhat limited, but it really seems like so mental for them. Like yes. when they're locked in, they like you cannot stop them. And right. we saw that. I mean they broke the record yeah. for the most wins in a season. Like when they are mentally there, there's nothing you can do. But then it's like all it takes is that like somebody to get in their head. Mm-hmm. You know, and Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant did that. Yeah. 
and it was just like all over. For right, them. for sure. And you know, while there were just some rumors that you know Steph Curry was still kind of you know suffering with a knee injury, right, Coach right. Uh, Coach Steve Kerr was just like, no, we had a lousy night, and I'm so happy that he kept it real like that too. Because it's like you know what, if you guys are losing, just own it, and then yeah. move on, do better the next time. Yeah, no, it was it was something to watch. But yeah, so Russell Westbrook. Can't, you can't you. deny that. You can't deny yes. that. And always the fashion. You know, he's bringing it. He's yeah. become like, he's making headlines every night before he even steps on the course. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the final MVP of the week goes out to Eli Apple's mom, <laughs> who landed a job with ESPN off the strength of her resume. <laughs> and her tweets. And her tweets. <laughs> and her tweets. That's and like just the in goal. Case, <laughs> and just in case, if you don't know who Eli Apple is, he is the New York Giants first rounder. Um, mm-hmm. in the NFL and his and mom. And it was like, some people thought like maybe they just picked him because of the name. Like Eli Apple I going know. to the big apple. Like, <laughs> hey, sorry. I see what they okay. did there. Anyway. <laughs> I see what they did there. But, you know, shout out to her for landing a job with ESPN. You know, that's like, that's like a mom of the year award. Yeah. No, that's like, that's so crazy. Imagine like you get drafted by the NFL. One, in the first round. Like that's a huge thing, period. And your mom just like casually gets a job. That's like such a come up. That is all the way up. Like I'm, everybody's going all the way. I the see Apple that plug. Family I see that Fat Joe like, plug. <laughs> and the Apple family I, is just doing all this work. Shout out to Fat Joe. You know, we're we got to plug him. He came in. And he's like the realest dude. You guys will soon see. Yes, you guys will soon hear that. Um, and oh so, yeah, wait. I wrote down one of her tweets too. Oh, awesome. Because she's just like owning it. Because people, there was a clap back. You know, people were like, "Why did she get hired? Like, is she even experienced? Like." Was this just like a hype thing? And she was like, ESPN didn't hire me because I'm cute. I have degrees in TV production and English. Hey. It's like, all right, there you go. She's you better flaunt like, those qualifications, Miss Apple. Yeah, she's <laughs> gonna she's gonna kill it, and I am excited. Like, who doesn't want to watch like a player? People love the player's mom's period. Like Marshawn's mom. I have a special spot in my heart <laughs> she, for Natalie her. Natalie really does, guys. She loves Marshawn's mommy. <laughs> but also Thomas Rawls's mom is a DJ. Like, how cool is that? I don't know. Players' moms are like just a special like category all into themselves, and we definitely need more of them on yes, ESPN. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then now we're gonna go into the not so fun news of the week with the injury report. <laughs> Basically, a spotlight on people who have taken a hit on and off the court, whether it's on timelines or in their respective <laughs> sports, that deserve a shout out in the not good way. <laughs> all right, first up. We gotta, I know it's, it's, it feels like we're trashing the Warriors a lot, and you know, my family is from the Bay, so I was actually riding with the Warriors in Golden State, but I'm sorry. it's just, oh it's okay. man, you it's disheartening. It's not over yet. It's not over, it's not over. Um, but we do have to call out Draymond Green for Kickgate. Yeah, <laughs> that was, it's just, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, everyone's like, oh, it was an accident. He always does this when he shoots, and it's just like, uh, do you really like, did your leg have to go up that much right. like when you like take a shot? I know. It's, it's strange because I feel like on on the internet, like a lot of people are sort of, uh, they can go either or. It's either they're pro him getting suspended in game four, which did not happen. He uh, uh, Draymond Green was able to avoid suspension and did play yesterday, right. though not very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you look at last night's game and you see the playback of his, I guess, his play with Inez Cantor. Yeah, And yeah. it was just kind of like, did Draymond really mean that? Does, has he always been like that? And there, there's footage of Draymond like just 
constantly, you know, just being super energetic on the field that sometimes looks like a foul. Yeah. I mean, and it's like it doesn't really help that he sort of has a reputation for trash talking already. So like and he will like own up to it. Like I remember reading a quote where he was like, I tried to trash talk Tim Duncan, but like I couldn't even because like he just doesn't even care. Because it's Tim Duncan. Yeah. (laughs) I want to trash talk Tim Duncan. Yeah, and I saw, like, Kevin Durant actually commented on it, and they were like, oh, I never even thought for a second that they would suspend Draymond Green because he's one of the best players in the league. The NBA is a business. Like, they're not going to suspend, like... But honestly, with or without Draymond, I feel like the Warriors would have still gotten the L anyways last night. Yeah, because they were just not... And they were, like, having such a moment that some prescient kid who allegedly is a Warriors fan recorded a diss track... But it seems like a very direct ripoff of Lil B's infamous fuck Kevin Durant. But this is fuck Steph Curry. Oh, jeez. You see, f- fans are just not forgiving. It's, like, it's a very strange They'll ride for thing. you when you are, you know, at <laughs> right. the top of your game. But as soon as you suck, forget it. <laughs> they will make diss tracks about your ass. <laughs> and like, even if it's like the jankiest thing you've ever seen. But then this one got a co-sign from none other than the rap world's favorite buzz artist, Lil Yachty. He did tweet about it. Or and then he, he deleted it. it. And then he deleted it. Do you remember what he said now? He said, like, anyone who isn't caping for the Steph Curry song is crazy or something. I don't yes. remember exactly. It was something along those lines. But now that tweet has been deleted, of course. Right. But He know, was probably still drunk or something. <laughs> still caught it. Um, I have yet to actually listen to this Steph Curry disc because I am not here for <laughs> any Steph Curry. You're really <laughs> not missing much, you guys. It's, like, not a – it's not really a song. It's just kind of, like – I don't know what it is. It's the guy's like name is a Lil on Boom, which Little okay, Boom, Little Boom. I don't know. It's very mysterious. Perhaps you'll hear more from Little Boom in the coming weeks. Welcome but. to internet rap. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to internet rap. And then we have to talk about Stephen Adams. And I don't think this comment is getting enough media attention. And basically, okay, so Stephen Adams, he plays for um, the Thunder. Yes. And he said this comment, and just in case you didn't know, he's a 22-year-old from New Zealand. He may not be up on American culture, but right. he did call, I believe it was Steph Curry and... And the Warriors. Uh, just the Warriors in I think just generally. I think it was yeah. just the general, but he, you know, he basically said that they were quick little monkeys. Congratulations, you played yourself. And <laughs> Which is like obviously Yeah, but it's just not like no sir. I mean, you he know, did give him the benefit of the like, doubt. He, he was like I didn't realize that this was like a thing like blah blah blah. But it's certainly not great. Yeah, it's not the best especially cuz he's just he seems absurd kind of in general, but who knows? I feel like I think we need to know more about this Stephen yeah, Adams character. I, I am not that aware of his like personal vibe. I know. I, haven't, I think, like, scoped I think out his... you know, just finally getting shine in the playoffs is has what's kind of drawn so much attention to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, but he did apologize for that, and I feel like there's like a viral, a viral, I guess, campaign going around about Stephen Adams where people really? are putting mustaches on kids. Oh yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw that. Like the yeah. little, like little stash, little, little whatever, some, something like that. But um, you know. I mean, Whatever. Whatever. You know. Like Stephen Adams, just don't use that. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't do that. that. Don't, don't I think he's learned his lesson. I hope. I think well, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll I mean see. you know, there are plenty more press moments to come for yes. Stephen Adams, it seems. So 
So yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. We're we're watching you, yes. Stephen Adams. We've got <laughs> we've got our, our eye, eye on you. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, of course we have to talk about Little Dicky. Right, which is not a thing we would normally say because normally Little Dicky doesn't really like fly on our radar. Like you know, because he has a pretty specific appeal. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's very popular, mm-hmm. but he's just very popular with a very specific person Mm -hmm. that person is usually a man and they're usually a bro and Adele and I are neither of those things so but little Dicky he released this video it's not a music video which is funny because he is all about rap now allegedly he started as comedian became a rapper and now he's like very serious about his art and craft and whatnot which you know since he started out making joke raps it's sort of an interesting dynamic but he released this video that's not a music video and instead it's just him sitting with Vaughn Miller, Antonio Brown, and Rob Gronkowski. Two, three of the like biggest Hugest. players in the NFL yes. somehow agreed to sit in a room with Lil Dicky and play like, video games with him. Yeah. As he basically kind of trolled him. Yeah, he just sat there <laughs> and he couch. like just talked, like the joke I guess was that he was like talking shit about each one to the other ones. Yep. And they were like very weird about the fact that you're on the cover. You know, that was just, and so he was like sucking up to them and he was like wearing the appropriate jersey to mm-hmm. talk to every player and that kind of thing. So I guess the joke is that Lil Dicky is fake and a suck up. Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, like, that would what... be the interpretation just from watching it. I, right. So I, mean... I think like the injury report is to these guys who for some reason are appearing in a Lil Dicky video. <laughs> like, Rob, like you have these huge endorsements. Like all of them have these enormous endorsement deals, major public personas. Vaughn and Antonio just came off doing Dancing with the Stars. Why are they in a, in a little dicky comedy video? It's not even a rap video. Like it's a why are they video. in like a future video or something? Like do something cool. I don't know. Maybe that's like a bad look too, though, because then they're like, then Nike's gonna take them off their roster <laughs> if they're like spotted promoting lean consumption yeah, or something. But I don't know. But basically, we need answers. Like. Three, yeah. uh, three NFL, three of the biggest NFL stars in a little Dicky video. <laughs> exactly, and it doesn't really quite make sense. They could be on our podcast instead. I'm just saying, you know, just, just putting the invite out there. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are listening, please come through. And that was the injury report. Um, and then now coming up, we have Seattle Storm's Brianna Stewart, who is going to be talking to us about meeting an actual Thunder MVP, Kevin Durant, <laughs> um, about going to a Beyonce concert, whether or not she's a member of the Beehive, and what it feels like to be playing in Seattle. Welcome, Brianna. Thank you. So before basketball and championships, what were you most competitive about growing up? Um, one thing that I was most competitive about before basketball, uh, my dad and I, we would play shoots and ladders. <laughs> you guys remember that? Yeah, and of course. Mr. You know Mr. Plumpy? He, he kept cheating and putting Mr. Plumpy at the top of the pile. So every <laughs> time I got like almost ready to win, he put that, so I had to go all the way back. And there was multiple occasions where I flipped the board and said, I'm not playing anymore. Oh, man. I probably would have done the same. Yeah. Not playing fair. (laughs) I definitely got, like, super into Monopoly. Like, really just very hardcore. I would not let anyone beat me when I was, like, seven. (laughs) But that's awesome. And then when did you start to consider, you know, basketball as a career? 
Well, I think I started to consider basketball <clears throat> when I got more serious with it. Um, you know, I think later in high school, you you know, I don't think I could say that in seventh or eighth grade I could consider it a career just because, you know, I didn't really know what was happening. Right. But, you know, my sophomore year, junior year in, in high school when I knew that, you know, I was getting college offers and then continuing that to, you know, playing really well in college and knowing that, you know, it's not going to stop here, I guess. It it wasn't just a thing that, you know, right away, but as time went on, I knew that it was definitely a possibility. <clears throat> Last month you were, you know, like we mentioned, the number one overall pick at the WNBA draft. Relive that moment when, you know, Seattle Storm called your name. It was crazy. Um, you know, being there the whole day and getting ready for the draft, I, I've been there a few times before because it is in Connecticut, mm. um, watching, you know, watching my teammates get drafted. But, you know, to be the one that's, that's name was called, to, to have my family, my friends there, it was an unbelievable feeling. And to know that, you know, everything I wanted to do, I'm doing. And now it's my turn to kind of perform at the next level. Definitely. No, that must be crazy. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I feel like, you know, it's just kind of like you put it out there and it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You said that you were going to win, you know, four titles while at UConn. And then now it's just kind of like, you know, you've blown up um, as part of Seattle Storm. But when you said that four years ago that you were going to go win four championships, was there like a moment of regret, regret, like, man, now I have to really show and prove? I don't think so, but I also, when I said it, I didn't realize I was going to get the reaction where, you know, nobody was going to forget I said that. <laughs> um, you know, in a, in a press conference my freshman year, and I say it, and I look up, and all these people that wide-eyed, like, jaw dropped, like, she just really said that. <laughs> um, and I'm sure a lot of them think, didn't think that we were going to be able to do it, but it was cool to be able to, I guess, live up to your words four years later. Definitely. No, I mean, you guys have had such an incredible run, and it's like, it's just awesome. I mean, congratulations again. I feel like it's definitely of course. still, like, important to say that because, like, you guys did an, like, an amazing job. Insane work. For know? sure. Um, switching gears to music a little bit, you recently tweeted, um, you know, a bunch of bee emojis and with the hashtag Formation World Tour. <laughs> Are you a member of the Beehive? Um, I. Do you have to sign up for that? Sure. <laughs> All you have to do is be a fan, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I just wanted to make sure because I don't want anyone to get mad at me. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a member of Beehive. Uh, I went to, to Beyonce concert when she was in Seattle. Nice. Um, what was the experience like? It was, it was unbelievable. Uh, if people follow me on Snap, I'm sure that they saw the, the entire concert. Sorry. Um but, you know, to see her, her just perform live, you know, I've seen music videos and that kind of stuff, but um, I told some, some of my friends that, you know, uh, maybe I want to become Beyonce backup dancer. You know, I'm not a, <laughs> not a basketball player anymore. Listen, if I you say that in a yeah, press conference, we'll have to, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, reconnect with you to see if it actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, um, what would you say is your favorite Beyonce song to dance to or otherwise? Um, well, I think from her newest album, Lemonade, mm -hmm. um, my favorite song is Hold Up. That one is amazing. That's a jam. Just because I, I really like that one. But then, 
some of her, like one of her older songs that I like, um, is like one plus one. You know, that's like it's classic. Yes, it's like the classic. And you know, when she she performed it at the concert, it was like. Um, I'm glad I couldn't hear myself, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Does music factor into your warm-ups or workouts before a game? Uh, Definitely. I think that, you know, music is a a huge part of that. And whatever I'm doing to to get ready for a game, to get ready for practice. With the Seattle Storm, we have a cool opportunity. Um, Our coach, Jenny, Mm -hmm. she lets us practice with the music on. Nice. So we'll have music on the entire practice, so, and it's kind of it's cool to kind of you know get in that in that zone where you know you have songs that come on that pump you up and and get you motivated and get you even more riled up than than you are from just being in practice. For sure. What are some of the go tos? Like any um, artists or songs that you guys always or find yourself coming back to? Well, I think I think the playlist, whoever's phone it is, varies from day to day because some days there'll be like a great lineup, and then some days it's like I don't think this is for basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I think that you know, I like I like work by Rihanna. I'm just a fan of that song. Uh, I think that um, what is it? I think it's Full Rider when he was like, uh, what's the song? This is my house. My house, yeah, that's his latest one. I like that one. I'm a fan of that one. Um, Future and Drake, you know, just came out with a lot of big hits this year, albums. Definitely. So I think it's it's a mixture of, and we have some older people on our team, so we have to do some throwback songs (laughs) and, you know, make sure everyone says included. Definitely. What are some of the songs that, like, you said sometimes people put on stuff and you're like, what is this? Like, what are some of the songs that people play and you're like, this should not be a basketball practice? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't even know the song. Like, it's, it's, it's slow. It's, um, like, it might be something, like, you, you listen to in, like, the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> so and no slow jams know, during the storm like, practice. Somehow it just gets filtered into the shuffle or what, but, uh, <laughs> We we usually tend to to say next pretty quickly when we don't want to hear something. <laughs> yeah, That's for awesome. sure. Very like MTV throwback. Yeah, <laughs> like next. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And um, winding down a little bit, you know, everyone's been tuning in to the conference finals. Who is your pick? Oh my gosh! As of last night, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I think that, you know, Oklahoma City definitely made a statement to the Warriors, and um, I think that whoever comes out of the West has a good chance to win it all, and right now, OKC um, is, is the top dog for that, but the series, there's a long way to go, and, and Steph is doing something that's unbelievable this year. Yeah, of course, and um, speaking of OKC, you actually happened to meet another MVP, according to your Instagram, you know, some guy named Kevin yeah. Durant. <laughs> how would How did that come about? Well, when we were in, so we we had practice. This is with UConn. We had practice, and we were leaving to go to to SMU, which is in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And right after practice, coach was like, and, you know, I hope you guys brought a nice pair of casual casual clothes because we're going to the Dallas OKC game. And we were all just like, what? What? (laughs) Um, So so we flew in, we went to the game, and, you know, to see Dirk and KD match up was 
right. crazy just because, you know, they're both like stretch fours. Um, and then afterwards we were, we were able to, to meet him and it was cool for me just because, you know, I am a big fan of him. I'm a fan of what he's done on and off the court. Our games are somewhere. Right. And I mean, it was just a cool experience. Coach, coach definitely has got stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And what's your take on um, Draymond Green's comments about learning a lot from watching WNBA games? You know, I think that was that was huge, and for him to to say that and openly show his respect for the WNBA and women's basketball, uh, it's it's what we need. It's what we need yeah. help with, and and just continuing to grow the game. And you know, I think I think he's right. I think that you know, fundamentally, we have to be on point with all of our fundamentals because we can't do some of the the flashy things that is done in the men's game just because of our bodies and it's not our fault it's just it's just how it is mm-hmm. right i mean just sort of on a larger scale like i mean i just read the espn magazine like wnba issue you know and so now i'm like thinking all about this and what do you think like i don't know what do you think is the biggest misconception people have about the wnba um, you know, I don't know. I think that the the biggest misconception is I think I don't know, I think that people think it's not as, as enjoyable to watch as um the college game for women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say that, you know, I watch I watch college, uh, I watch women's basketball when they play in college, but then I right. don't I don't follow it through in the NBA and it's kinda of, or the seven NBA and it's kinda of like well, if you watch men's basketball in college and you watch it in the, in the NBA, that doesn't make sense. Right. Like why are you not continuing? You know, you're watching these players. Why don't you continue to watch their growth and development in the best league in the world? Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's like a double standard. And, you know, WNBA just celebrated its 20th season. So what do you ho- where do you hope the sport goes from here, and what do you hope to contribute to its legacy? Well, I think looking at the, the 20th season, a lot has been accomplished in 20 years. Uh, obviously, a lot of still needs to be accomplished, but you know, the fact that the league is still here, still doing well, and you know, I hope that in 20 years I'm able to look back and say that I, you know, helped make the league bigger than it is now. That's what Rebecca Robo and Cheryl Swoops and Lisa Leslie did, Definitely. and now it's kind of like the new the new players that are coming to the league and the ones who have. Um, kind of made their mark here. They want to do the same thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, I mean it's very admirable. I think, like, you know, all we can hope is that sort of more people start paying attention, and you know, we're all working exactly. on it together. Yep, got to represent for the ladies. <laughs> but you know what, Brianna? Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Well, thank you for having me. So that was Brianna Stewart. Um, She is a Seattle Storm MVP, a UConn MVP who won four NCAA titles and is actually uh, a new member of the Beehive. Yes, we're we're looking forward to seeing what Brianna and Beyonce can come up with. I feel like next Beyonce video, maybe basketball themed. Yeah, I mean, Serena Williams, you know, she she made a cameo (laughs) in the Lemonade film. So So next opening up up the floor, you know, to whatever athlete wants to collaborate with Beyonce. So B, if you're listening, (laughs) Brianna Stewart is available. And now we're lucky enough to have the man who brought you What's Love, my personal favorite, Lean Back, which 
just how can you deny that song? Everyone's favorite. And now, recently, all the way up, just a decade removed from those hits, but somehow still, not In somehow, it's a great song. Yes. It's on the Hot 100. It's Fat Joe. Woo, Fat Joe. Joey Crack is in the building, and he will be talking about all things sports, about the success of All the Way Up, and more. So here's our interview. So let's talk again about the success of All the Way Up. You said you were writing a book. Oh, yeah. yeah. But not, oh, well, success of All the Way Up is, is it's amazing. It's amazing to be in the rap game for 23 years. And, uh, have a number one song um, come out in 1993, which is Flojo, my first song ever. And 23 years later, be in the top 10. Um, when you think about how long we've been doing it, the longevity and, and, you know, and I see all the ramifications. I see all the, all the legendary thing that's going down because... I've been a fan of hip-hop for so long, I can't recall any other artist who had a number one in the top 10, 23 years apart. And hip-hop, so what we're doing right now is like we're pioneering the new uh, mindset of artists. Because every artist, even me, before I turned 40 years old, used to be like, if you're 40 and you rapping, get the hell out of you there, because nobody ever did it. So now we set in a new precedent where, you know, your favorite rapper might try to make a hit right now, you know what I'm saying, to make a comeback. So I see the the the, the importance of it uh, hip-hop cultural-wise, as well as, you know, I always say I don't get high on drugs. So having a hit record coming outside, hearing somebody drive by in the car with my music, 2016 is like smoking crack. It's like euphoria to me. It's like no better feeling in the world. And then when you're in the club, like you're studying people just to, you know, keep a pulse of the culture. Well, um, that's how I come up with my music. That's how I came up with Make It Rain. That's how I come up with Lean Back. Uh, Lean Back around the time they were doing uh, a lot of dance hall, reggae, elephant man, this. Remember, they was signal to playing, signal, it was popping. And that's how I came with my people don't dance, they just pull up their pants and rock away, lean back, lean back, like almost a Jamaican, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that, and li- make it rain the same thing. I went to a club in Memphis and I noticed they wasn't playing no New York music. And what's crazy is, the DJ at the end of the night said, I'm going to play a throwback. And he played the only New York song he played was Jay-Z. And it was like a Jay-Z song that was a hit right at that time. And he said, throwback. So in other words, they knew that the, the, the spectrum of music was changing. They knew that it was starting to turn into like that bounce, that trap bounce. And New York was stuck on a played out zone, you know. And so I'm listening to this all night, and I go back the next day to Miami, and I work with Scott Storch. I'm like, yo, I want this. I want these drums. He was like, you fat Joe, digging in the crates, real hip-hop. You can't, he, he fought with me, Scott. And I was like, no, fuck that. So even when we did that song, you know, I just studied the room, and I, I kept looking at this one girl who kept dancing by the speaker. And finally, he got the drums to the way she was dancing all night. And that's how we came up with Make It Rain. Same thing with All The Way Up. We studied the room. 
I realize that people always want to feel like tr triumph. They want to feel like they're the man, they're the boss. You know what I'm saying? So then, you know, all the way up was a beautiful concept for that. And, um, you know, who knew that we, we did it just to be hot in the clubs and it turned out to be motivational and inspirational. Now you got kids working out to it. You got kids showing us their diplomas. Uh, somebody just climbed Mount Everest and the first song they played was all the way up. So, I mean, when the guy hit that crazy shot in the in the final four, you, you know, the school text out, we all the way up. Like, so um, it's amazing, man. It's amazing to see this uh, come to light, man. All right. So speaking of basketball, what are your thoughts on the Draymond Green kick gate situation? Should he be playing or should he have played, I should say, uh, in game four? And going forward, what do you think about his role in the Warriors? You know, he's a dirty guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not nah, my type of player. Like when I coached in the Rucker, that's all I had was guys like Draymond Green. That's why I so many chips. He's a, But he's a dirty player. And um, But I don't think that's enough to take a guy out the finals and all that. You know what I'm saying? So He did it, it twice, it's, though. <laughs> it's a rough... I mean, this guy's undersized. He's playing against seven footers. He got to make him uncomfortable. Like, I mean, this it's a hard job. That's He's fair. undersized and still going all out. He's the MVP of Golden State to me. Yeah. Because without him, uh, that whole thing doesn't gel together like that. It, it, it doesn't stick together like that. The guys, the guy runs the point point forward. The guy. To shoot threes, the guy rebounds, the guy defends, the guy. Yeah, oh my God, this guy's incredible. But I also think he's incredible on that team. Yeah. It's, he's it's a, a very major piece of that team. If he went to Detroit or came to New York or something, he'd be an all right player. Yeah. No, it's true. It's all about finding that balance no. and like the right like sort of chemistry. And I feel like DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry are just like balling out when they're out there too. Everyone mm. kind of considers the Raptors the underdogs. Do you feel the same oh, no, way? They very much so. The underdogs. <laughs> I don't believe in in. The, nah, I know Cleveland's going to beat them. Yeah, I DM LeBron James. It's the first person I ever DM'd in my life. <laughs> okay. Wait, what true, did you DM him? Yeah. I said, stop fucking playing with these niggas. This is your fucking chip. What is going on? Yeah. I DM'd. LeBron James. I'm hoping he checks. <laughs> Wait, when was this? Last night. I <laughs> Wait, you said. hadn't DM'd anyone until ever, last night? Ever, ever DM'd, in life. ever, ever. That's a amazing. Person. That's amazing. I never used DM for nothing on No Yo Gotti stuff here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No nah, 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 no I don't even know what it was. I told my... I was, man, I, I had, they had to teach me how to do it, too. I was like, yo, I want to DM LeBron James. Like, I, he has right to know. Play bullshit. This is shit. He better get back I'm to you. Saying. LeBron, are you listening? No, no, he'll get back. He'll get back. I know the guy. He'll get you back. know him? You know, there's some athletes who actually rap. Is there someone that you would contemplate signing to Terrace Never. Squad? <laughs> Never. Wait, why? I haven't met a good one. You haven't met a good one? But now I'm going to tell you a story. I haven't heard it yet, but they say the baseball player, Jose Reyes, mm -hmm. he did a remix, his own remix, to uh, All the Way Up, 
They say that motherfucker's on fire in Dominican mm. land. Like the Dominicans is loving his shit. So it got to be good because they yeah. saying it's becoming like an anthem. Wow. So he's not whack. But like, really, do you want to sign Manny Pacquiao? Like, you know, I'm Filipino, so I say no. I say no. I wouldn't even sign Manny You don't want to sign Manny Pacquiao. I'm sorry. This shit is out of control. Bad enough, the artists that are artists suck. Imagine these guys trying to be artists. Shit is bad out here. So, Cavs, that's it, right? That's who you're going with. That's what I'm going with. I was going, but I've been a loser this whole season. Like, you know, first I go for the Knicks. Right. We never win. Right. Once it's over, I switch sides. I went Spurs. I thought Spurs was going to win the chair. Me too. I'm a Spurs fan. That's her team right there. That was really disappointing. I don't know what they did. Like they're they just had some kind of like total mental they got breakdown. Marcus it was just Aldridge. Like, they got like they got a mean team. I mean Kawhi like, and Lamarcus. That Kawhi, should be enough I thought to that take was the chip. Out, like. I thought that was the chip. But see, you never know. You just it's never weird know. that you girls know so much about basketball. <laughs> no, no, but don't get it wrong. A lot of a lot of women know about basketball these it days. It is true. This is very true. And football too. Just gotta look. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about football. You don't like football? No. You're a basketball dude. That's good. We won't qualify for the. It's a. It's a. I have my reservations. It's a very brutal sport. It is. And it's almost like uh, barbaric when you really look at the sport. Mm -hmm. And you see a guy's running 100 miles per hour, and some guy is diving into him with a helmet trying to crack his knees in half. I don't get it. So me being that I never like football, when I watch it, I watch it like a virgin. Like I watch it like, oh, like I'm looking at everything like, what are they doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it like, I'm not hype. I'm not overlooking what's going on. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? No wonder you got a concussion. Right. Yeah, this shit right. is crazy. It really is. I'm no, saying. I mean, is. there's just like more and more research talking about how sort of devastating the effects are, which, you know, it's making the NFL be. change things up, I think, you know. Yeah. The rules are always changing. Um, um, was there anything that you wanted for the podcast? Um, I was going to ask, like, are there any athletes who have come up to you, like, as fans that you remember, like, really memorable encounters? Well, a ton of them. Yeah, a ton. I mean, I know you were just at Floyd Mayweather's six yeah, he's daughters. A he calls me the legend. He calls well, me the yeah. legend. He'd be like, yo, legend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Floyd Mayweather all the time. He calls me legend. Uh, a bunch of them, you know what I'm saying? Because sports and music go hand in hand. That's what we're saying. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, the world and music go hand in hand. The music gets you over depression. Music gets you through a day. Music gets you through a workout. Music gets you through everything. You know, when 9-11 hit, it was devastating because a lot of people died. But what was also crazy and eerie to me, because where I come from, you can't play music when people die, right? right. So you're not going to a funeral blasting your yeah, Gotti yeah. and then jump out and go in. You don't play music, right? right, out of respect. So 9-11, I heard no music, and nobody else was playing music, and it was just so eerie. And that day let me realize how important... Music right. is just to get people by. How emotional it is. Yeah, it's so true. And uh, it's, it's incredible.
Um, thank you so much for listening and tuning in to episode two of Ballin' Out. We are currently on iTunes and you can find us on Billboard.com as well for all your content. Yes, needs. please subscribe, share, give us a review, give us a rating. Hey, tell us what you think. You know, we're all about that constructive Yeah, feedback. tweet us, trash us, whatever you want, <laughs> as long as you listen to it. And if you have questions, that's a good point. Like, definitely, like, hit us up or a hot tip, you know. And you where can the they next, find you, Natalie? Oh, they can find me at... Natalie Weiner. Very complicated. It's my name. And you? And they can find me as well on Twitter. And it's my name at Adele Platon. (laughs) All right. See you guys next week. Bye.